Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you in Oilers Now. The best pizza in the city is Royal Pizza. Pizza past and so much more. Old school big boy pizza. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For menu, and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store Royal Pizza, where the Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. All right, uh, it is time now for Sportsnet Specs. Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, who bring you live racing Fridays and Saturday nights at Century Mile. Post time is 7 15. We're going to do some quick hitters with Spec, and we'll drop the puck first, Mark, by uh, welcoming you back to the show. What's going on here with this thing? There we go. Now I got you. Spec, how you doing? Oh, pretty fair, Bobby. All right. Zach Cassian uh, set the tone last night. Big hit on uh, Nathan McKinnon. He can do that, you know. Uh, seven goals, 15 points through 21 games, plus 12. He is an unrestricted free agent. How valuable of a uh, player has he become for the Edmonton Oilers? Oh, he's, you know what? I give Zach credit, man. He's become really, really valuable. You know, Dave Tippett said in the training camp, I think, this guy's in a contract year, and I'm playing him with Dreisaitl and McDavid, so you can't ask for more opportunity than that. And, uh, you know, Zach, I'll tell you, like, I've watched him play, you know, closely ever since he came to Vancouver, so for a long time. And he's really, really weeded. You know, I'll tell you what, Bob, he's weeded the, that overtly needless penalty out of his game, right? This was a guy who quite often, at a bad time, took a bad penalty, and you go, oh, well, you got to live with that. It's Zach Cassian. Well, we're yeah. not living with that. You're not living with that now. He's really taken that out. He knows how to create momentum. Well, he did last night. He, he, you know, that was a really big play when he hit uh, McKinnon and then clearly won a fight. Some, you know, poor uh, 11 had to come, uh, Calvert had to come fight him, and he probably didn't want any part of him, and I didn't see why. But gives that credit, man. All we're seeing now, we're not seeing any of the, most of the bad or almost all of the bad Zach Cassian that we've watched in his career, the, the negative parts, he's weeded them out. And what's left is the positive elements that made him a first-round pick. The, the speed, the hands, the tenacity. He's got a good gauge on what's needed when in a game. You know what? He's, he's done a good job, man. He's turned himself into a real good player. It's amazing what's happened, right? Because he was traded from Buffalo to Vancouver for Cody Hodson. And, I, you know, I, I was stunned that the Canucks gave up that early in Cody Hodson, and they must have known something because ultimately Hodson ended up getting bought out by Nashville. Then Zach, you know, he plays with the Sedins a bit and has some success, but then it doesn't work out. They end up moving him off to the Montreal Canadiens in a deal for Prost, and so that shows you where the... Uh, the diminishing know, return, the, the right? The diminishing return because Prost was pretty one-dimensional. Zach has the off-ice incident, and Pete Chiarelli... And he's been ripped for a lot of things, but he rescues him from the scrap heap in that trade, as you remember, for Ben Scribbins. 
And this guy now, and here's where I'm going, Spec. I mean, he's in a contract year. There's not a lot of players like Cassian out there in the league. I, you know, we heard whispers last year, Nashville and San Jose, two good teams looking for that guy. Well, now he's playing with McDavid and Drysaddle, and they love playing with him, and he gives them a little bit of space on the ice. Uh, from a contract negotiation perspective, what makes sense for him, do you think, moving forward? Oh, man. I mean, we've got to see what his actual – you know, there's two sides to Zach Cassian. There's going to be his actual numbers, which are going to be just fine for that player. Uh, and then there's going to be the intangible, and there's going to be the biggest intangible is Connor McDavid's going to say to Ken Holland, "Hey man, I really want this guy on my wing." <laughs> like, how? I'll, you know, I don't have a number for you, Bob, at this point, but I'm going to say this: How many points does the McDavid and Drysaddle get that they wouldn't get if they had a just a skilled winger that just skated up and down the wing with them? Well, that's. I mean, I I, I don't know. Like, I mean, nobody I, does, right? I mean, do you, so it, the bottom line is, you think he he creates more space for those two oh guys? Oh my God! Did 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 Glenn Sather have several tough players playing on the Edmonton Oilers? That I'm not saying that Dave Semenko made Wayne Gretzky be a Hall of Fame player, but I'll tell you, there was more room on the ice for those guys at a very dangerous time well, in hockey. Well, and Dave Lum, Dave Lumley was a middleweight who would jump up there and do some of the dirt sometimes, yeah. right? And Sammy sure. was a heavyweight, but guess what? With all due respect to Lummer, and he had a 30-goal season in the NHL. Uh, I think he had like an 11-goal, 11-game uh, goal scoring streak in the you know, longest in Oilers history. Neither of those two guys skated like Cassian, and that's the other factor in this, Mark, is he is he he is a power forward because he can skate and he gets in and he's got that dimension and he's you know he's obviously in a lacrosse training and uh, the, the the UFC stuff so he's capable when he has to get really nasty I mean he, he's a pretty interesting guy moving forward <laughs> you know you're right like fighting's almost out of our game and you, you're not paying anybody anymore to be a fighter like right. that, that's just over if you fight great but you better do other things well, he's really, he might be the best combination left in hockey, frankly. Might be the best guy, Bob, when you combine ability of, you know, skating ability, his hands, his ability to play with good players, and when push comes to shove, he can drop them with pretty much any guy out there. Uh, I'm not saying that we put nearly as much value on fighting as we did, but if we're talking about it in, the, in this radio show, and I know we like to, <laughs> you find me a guy who fights as well as that Cassian and has a physical presence, right? A guy that makes everyone think twice before they drill 97 or 29 and find me a guy who could do all that and skate and handle a puck the way Zach Cassian can. He's becoming, you know, pretty unique cat, I'll tell you. Well, the only other guy I can think of off the top of my head that skates that well is Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson can skate. And I think Tom Cass- Wilson's an excellent example. And, but, but I do think Cassian might actually be faster than Tom Wilson. Okay, and, Tom and, Wilson was a big part of that cup, that Caps team that won a Stanley Cup ball, a big part. Right, and so there's that. Uh, all right, uh, Adam Larson is probably about a week away from coming back. And, and you know, the orders, Mark, if I had told you in the first game of the year when we found out uh, and the orders opened up on a Wednesday night, and then we found out on the Thursday that uh, Larson was going to be out six weeks, that Edmonton would be sitting with a 13-6-2 record, that their penalty kill would be fourth in the league. Without Larson, what would you have said to me? Yeah, there's no way. I mean, I remember writing the very next day about, okay, 
the first big piece of adversity is here, and can the Oilers handle this, right? Are they ready to lose a top-four defenseman after game one? And no one knew that answer. We all were a little bit worrisome, right? And so, you know, there's a big test, a big hurdle, and this team has obviously clearly passed that test, and that's a good sign. Remember last year when they lost Oscar Clefbaum? What happened to him? Well, they lost they lost Clefbaum and Russell in the same game. It was yeah. the, it was the double whammy because it, you know, not and Bear wasn't ready yet, and you know oh, Bear's they, ready now. And and by the way, Mark, you know when when uh, when when Larson comes back, the orders will be in a situation where person likely. I mean, one of person or Caleb Jones goes down, and I'm not convinced it's going to be Caleb Jones. Uh, with Brandon Manning on the IR, I think it's gonna. I think it could end up being Joel Person, and I think you could throw Caleb out there and he'd be fine. Well, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to uh, Timmy Campbell from NHL.com, and we were asking each other, "What do you think of Caleb Jones last night?" And we both came to the agreement that barely noticed him. You know, which is an, an A plus, <laughs> right? Didn't make barely any mistakes. Didn't make any well, mistakes. One hey, thing I really when I watched him on a few shifts, Bob, and I'll be quick. Thing I did notice, he starts out the shift as a right D with Clefbaum on the left side, yeah. but they swap back and forth a ton during their shifts. And when when Oscar went to the right side, he didn't come running back. He finished the shift on the right side. So All right. give Clefbaum some credit here. He's doing a pretty good job breaking this kid in. All right, we're joined by Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta. They bring you live racing Friday and Saturday nights at Century Mile at 7.15. Mark, we've gone six minutes into this conversation. And Nock talked about two guys that combined for 11 points last night and that are number one and number two in the NHL scoring. Dream scenario so far for the Oilers, but, uh, you know, Leon Dreisaitl, he's only on an 11-game heater mark. He's got 25 points in his last 11 games, and McDavid's got two hat-tricks in the last three games. How many did you think for a while they might get, uh, you know what, uh, Connor might get to eight points last night? Well, uh, sure. You know, and, and that to me is the fun is you don't know the answer. Like, we went a lot of years in this building knowing the answer. You're going to the rink tonight, and no one's scoring six, pal. Like, you knew that. And now we're coming to the rink, and McDavid's got four after a period, and you're going, I totally, the feeling I had last night, Bob, it reminded me of the old days watching the orders. I'm not a nostalgia guy, but I haven't had that feeling since when Gretz and those guys would, you know, Gretz would have five points halfway through the game, and you'd go, hmm, I wonder if tonight's going to be a night I'm never going to forget. And for the first time in a long while, I think everybody at the rink had that feeling last night. It was kind of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. David Staples put out a stat, you know, just in terms of comparatively speaking. One one year, Gretzky had 63, 63 points through 21 games. But the Oilers had scored like 120-plus goals. They were averaging over six goals per game. This team is averaging 3.1 points per game, and Drysaddle Mark is at 41 points through 20. No other player uh, since Mario Lemieux in 0-2-0-3 has had 40 points through the first 21 games. It's, it's pretty good, comp- pretty good company, don't you think? Oh my goodness, it's, it is, and you know, like I, it's kind of we watch the eras change, we watch the scoring go up going to go down mostly in the last 20 years and you know what maybe these two guys can get a hold of this thing and and maybe they can push to a new boundary here maybe you know there's been years in the recent past bob when the league had like i'm not sure i think there was a year when they had zero hundred point players in fact i'm sure there was in the last while uh and certainly one or two hundred point players i think last year there was about eight guys but 
why can't you get to 140, right? Why can't we have 150 guy again? We used to have them all the time, you know. Maybe, maybe Drysaddle, maybe McDavid, maybe they can become the guys that push us back there and bring the guys with them. Maybe, maybe there's going to be eight guys who have more than 120 points instead of just 100 points. I Why hope, can't we get I, back? There, I hope Bob? that's okay. And you know what, what, Mark? It's interesting. You know what's always forgotten with the McDavid Crosby comparables? And Sidney Crosby has been the best player in the league for the last several years, right? Yep. And, and and now. You know, Ovechkin was right there with Crosby at times, and Ovechkin might go down as the greatest goal scorer in history of the NHL. But those guys both broke in in 05-06 in a super high-scoring year in which the league had a ton of five-on-threes. That's the year Bergeron went double-digit goals because yeah. of the amount of five-on-threes. And so Crosby got a, a, a whole whack load of power play points. And ironically, guess who's leading the league in power play points right now? It's it's Connor McDavid. But it just sort of it, it just sort of you think back how many five on threes we got in that 0506 year, and then about halfway through the year they stopped. They they kind of put the whistles away on them. So it's it's interesting stuff to to say the least. But it is exciting. Now, Mark, got to ask you. Are you, are you still concerned about the lack of bottom six scoring and even strength for the Oilers? Well, I mean, I think you have to be. You know, let's face it. The, the only negative I can possibly conjure up from last night is the Oilers scored six goals and McDavid and Drysaddle were in on, and or Drysaddle were in on every single one of them. So that tells you that they still did not get a goal from someone not wearing 97 or 29, right? So, yeah, I think that, you know, the good news is those bottom lines are killing penalties very successfully, and they're keeping it out of the net on five-on-five. On five. So they're breaking even here. But eventually, breaking even is not quite enough. Eventually, if you're going to be a good team, you need some goals from the bottom end, and they don't have any right now. They're not getting any. So, sure, I guess I would be a little concerned about that. Yeah. By, by the way, didn't Jamie Benn lead the NHL in points? Uh, speaking of the... Yeah, it was like 96 or something. It wasn't even, I don't even think it was that high. No, Kane caught up. Kane was at 106, sorry, and Ben was at 89. I thought Ben Ben led the league one year. Maybe I got the wrong year. Uh, Jamie Ben, one goal uh, spec in 20 games this season. He's due, isn't he? Oh, my God. Yeah, but so is the whole Dallas project. Dallas is the new San Jose the team I pick every year to be really good that's never really good. You know, they've, they've got these young defensemen that are fabulous. And, and that whole leadership thing, I mean, Spezza's not there anymore, but that whole Ben leadership group, you know, led by Jamie Ben, it's not, they haven't done it. They haven't got it done down there, you know? And Spezza flamed out down there. Spezza was supposed to be part of that, and it never happened. So I like, uh, I've liked Dallas for a long time, Bob. But I'm telling you what, I'm looking at my watch here and going, okay, well, let's go. Like, when are you going to be really good? Because they should have been really good five years ago, and and to this day, they're still on you know mid-standings, climbing towards the top. I love their players. I like their organization. I always bet on them, and I always lose money. Getting kind of tired of that, Bob. Mark, uh, Jamie Benn led the NHL in scoring the year before in 2014-15, 87 points. So not even a career high. Go. That was the year. Sub <laughs> sub 90 points. We didn't have wow. one 90-point score that season. Ben and the Dallas Stars in. Speck, thanks for joining us. We'll see you down there tomorrow.
All right. Thanks, Bobby. You bet. That is Mark Spector. Sportsnet spec again for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Live racing Century Mile on Fridays and Saturday nights, post time, 7.15. Make sure you go down and see the gang at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. They'll hook you up, get a no-charge winter performance package on most cars, trucks, and SUV. Uh, They've got some deals taking place currently on some F-150s. Go down and see my Uncle Milt, Johnny, Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Call 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. They will look after you. We will get to this day in Oilers history. And guess what? It involves a player we've talked about earlier in the show and in relation to Zach Cassian. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. Mike Smith battle last night, got the victory. Just hearing that spot with Mike uh, House, I played against Mike. Uh, he was with the uh, Casey's. Never knew that he had significant brain surgery when he was a kid, so uh, he can relate. Uh, to all of the great things that that uh, Mighty Millions Lottery does for the Stollery Children's Hospital. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you too. This day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Join Oilers Now to two great road trips. Actually, we're just going to focus on the Chicago trip. Uh, this package includes great game tickets. You can reach out to New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. On this day, I was in the Golden Bears dressing room when the trade happened, when it went down. The year 2000, the Oilers trade Bill Guerin to the Boston Bruins for Anson Carter. The teams also exchanged first-round picks in the 2001 draft, and the Oilers picked up the Bruins' second-rounder. The Fonz was in the Bears' room at that time. Know who the Fonz was? Brad Tuchuk, teammate of uh, Jarrett Stoles and Mike Comrie, and uh, Brad was not a fan. I mean, you trade away... A guy as significant as Billy Guerin. That's a big trade. Bill Guerin, only man in NHL history. 20 goals, eight different teams. Eddie Shack did it with five different NHL teams. What's crazy about Shaq is he only had five 20-goal seasons. Played a long time in the league. It was a wild interview we had with him a couple of weeks ago. What does the mega-talented Reed Wilkins have on Inside Sports Night 68? Is it a fluid show? It is uh, not a fluid show, but I don't even have the text message in front of me. So, yeah, so I know there's going to be an Eskimos so, preview with certainty. Jack Michaels will be on. Have uh, you not learned? Have you not learned how to lie yet on the air? And Jamie Nye. No, I'm I, a terrible liar, Bob. So when you're broadcasting Sherwood Park Crusaders game and it stinks, do you sit there and say this game stinks? No. Sometimes you know what? Sometimes you got to be honest with it. Like you know, that it's it's a, it's a hard thing, but. The you know when we use the term fluid show, the translation means Reed has not texted us his guest list. He did though. This is on me. Jamie right. Nye yeah. is coming up with certainty. I can tell you that. Jack Michaels as well, and then an Eskimos preview. That's it's funny. It I, I you know reads on <laughs> reads on Oilers now like three times a week. I I, ne- I never get drawn into Reed's show anymore. I'm starting to take it personally. Uh, anyhow, just kidding. Uh, Monday, I will be on the bird flying to San Jose. Uh, the young rising star himself, Brendan Escott, will be hosting Monday's show. Guests will include John Shannon and Jay Woodcroft, and we're going to bring a voice from the past back on the show starting in two weeks' time every Monday on Oilers Now. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, a man with a larger-than-life personality will be uh, joining us. Uh, and a guy that people have requested 
over the last year and a half. So we're going to bring them on every couple of weeks on Oilers now. We'll have a full recap of weekend action. Speaking of weekend Oilers, pregame show tomorrow, 12.30 against the Dallas Stars. Puck drop at 2 o'clock. Eskimos pregame show, 9.30 Sunday morning from Hamilton with David Morley, uh, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, and myself tomorrow. Up next, the news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoons with guest host Rob Breckenridge out of Calgary. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.